0: welcome to Mina's motivation podcast thank you for clicking play yeah seriously you for clicking play i appreciate it um so this is a podcast that is going to give you my experience as a black female in america and just my christian revelations as i continue on this wonderful walk of faith sit back relax and continue to listen All right, guys, so Tuesdays are going to be Testimony Tuesdays. I'm going to give you a part of my long 23-year story, Um, and today I'm going to be talking about divorce. Now, the divorce rates in the United States, they are continuing to rise, especially as it relates to, like, COVID-19 and people, like, staying inside. Literally, some men, and women can't take it, right? So they're divorcing. So I'm going to just speak on my experience. Stay tuned for more. Hi, you guys. So it's Testimony Tuesday. I literally just made that up. Um, but I'm going to tell you a part of my story and how God came in and turned it around. Um. So... When I was eight years old, my parents divorced, um, during that time, like that's when my anger issues pretty much started. Um, I would have like tantrums where I would throw things, go in my room, like scream in my pillow. I was literally the crazy one of the family. I started going to counseling, um, when I was eight years old, as a result of everything, um, at my church, and I would say around that time is when I also started having, like, self-harming thoughts, um, I didn't attempt suicide, but some of those thoughts, um, were pretty bad, and I remember telling my counselor, Because I, like, went to after school, after school, right? And then at my after school is where my counselor was at the time. And she started crying. I'm like, is a counselor supposed to cry? Like, what? Funny story, though. So, I remember when I first met her, she was like, Miss So-and-so is going to talk to you and help you through some things. And I was like, who is that? So, basically, she was talking... (laughs) she was talking about herself in third person and me as an eight-year-old I was so confused um so since then I've literally been to like uh one two three four five I'm on my sixth counselor guys So growing up, like, being the only one who needs that, like, mental help, it kind of made me feel like I was the problem in the family, um, but honestly, the divorce hit me differently because I did feel alone in the sense I was the oldest, I understood what happened, and even now, as I'm really opening up about my parents' divorce with my current counselor, I realized that, um... I just took on a lot of fault that wasn't mine. Um, I remember when my parents were about to separate before the divorce, my dad asked me, hey, do you want to come live with me? And I told him, no, because you're mean. So we ended up living with my mom. And now, like, looking back, my mom was, like, the more stable parent as it related to, like, paying bills, jobs, all of that, right? So, like, me as an 8-year-old, I didn't comprehend all that. So, I, for a long time, probably until, like, 4 or 5 months ago, I blamed myself for the divorce. And, um... It's just crazy, and I don't think I cried about the divorce until, like, three to four months ago. Um, I would encourage you to get you a counselor you can really be transparent with and just tell that person everything, right? Because I'd never really, like, uncovered the pain and hurt as it related to the divorce. And one thing, like, my counselor mentioned, she was like, you remember the good times when your parents were together right and I do you know and then it's like you know how people are like you're a mama's girl or a daddy's girl I was like a daddy's girl okay like I loved my daddy and I still love him and I think I felt that I hurt him or like I did something wrong so like yeah And I remember when he came in the house one time, this was probably, I think I was still eight years old, because my parents separated first, and then they eventually got a divorce. My dad came and knocked on the door really, really hard. I'm over here in the kitchen, like, like, okay, so when I would eat breakfast it was mostly leftovers so I would put the leftovers on a pan heat it up so I'm over there doing that I dropped the pan and I'm just in shock at this point and then like I'm pretty sure I start crying because probably maybe because I'm scared like I don't know what's happening my dad is yelling at my mom like they're having this argument and in my like 8 year old head I'm like oh no he just got the divorce papers right So, like, I don't remember this, but I believe, um, my dad, when I, like, talked to him about the divorce, he literally told me, he was like, Kamina, this is not your fault. Now, y'all, I don't remember school my eighth grade year, right? I mean, when I was eight years old. I don't remember, like, what I did. I don't, like, remember my teacher that much. Maybe she was Miss Johnson, Um, what I will say is that when traumatic events like that happen, and what I will say, divorce doesn't have to be traumatic for every single person, right? It was for me, though. Um, you, like, forget stuff, right? So, I totally forgot that my dad literally said, Kamina, this is not your fault. So, like, going through that school day, all I could think about was my dad beating on the door, because he didn't have a key at the time. And, like, coming in angry. Later on, like, I'm an adult now. I find out those were not divorce papers. Those were custody papers, right? So, like, I guess my dad felt that my mom was taking us away from him, which that literally wasn't the case. They did, like, handle it. Um, So we ended up visiting my dad, like, on the weekends, Um, and I will say, like, even when I was younger, I didn't have a name for the environment I was in, but it was basically, like, when I visited my dad, I could tell he was depressed, right? Like, I saw beer cans, the kitchen wasn't really clean, like, you could just feel like the vibe had changed for, like, both of my parents, right? Right? And I just remember like, because he still lived in the apartment that we lived in before my mom, like separated and got her own apartment. Um. So I remember cleaning the kitchen and then the next week the kitchen will be dirty. That next week we come to visit, cleaning the kitchen. The next week the kitchen will be dirty, right? So and what I also realized is that's when my dad really started getting roommates. Like, my aunt Sissy lived with him. Like, this older white guy lived with him. You know what? He currently lives with the older white guy. So, hmm. Maybe they're good roommates. Anyway, so, like, I don't think my dad really likes being alone. Um, that's just the nature of his beast, I guess. But, like, it was just annoying. Like, imagine being 8, 9 years old. Like, cleaning, and then the next week, it's dirty again and again. So, like, eventually, my dad, like, lost the apartment. So, like, I think he got evicted or something. And then he started living with my grandma. Um, and that was a whole nother story for another time. Um, but, yeah, I think divorce definitely impacted my life. Um, and then, like, now I'm learning that, like, my dad was an alcoholic or is. He doesn't want to admit it. But, like, just some of the experiences I had even before the divorce, they weren't good. I mean, some of them weren't good, but, like, some of them were good, you know? Like, I remember when my dad would take us on, like, daddy-daughter dates. And one time, um, I made him a sandwich for our picnic in the park. And I thought, okay, this is gonna be a good little sandwich. I ended up putting, like, you know, the end piece of the bread. Anyway, I put that in between the meat and the mayonnaise and another piece of bread without even noticing it. I mean, he ate that sandwich, but it was just funny. And then I think he actually let me, like, drive a little bit. Like, so I, like, pressed on the gas just a teeny bit. So, I mean, those were, like, some fun times. And then with my mom, we used to go to, like, Freedom Mall and get, like, ice cream. I remember going to this one place and just getting, like, that old-time ice cream where they had to scoop it out. So good. Um, and then, like, I just think that after the divorce, some of those things just stopped. You know, like, they did want us to have, like, family dinners. So that started a little bit. So we would go to a restaurant, talk about it, um... But I will say, and I'm so proud of my parents for doing this, they didn't, like, have full-on arguments around us, and they talked like friends, right? They may not have been friends. Actually, they are, like, legit. Um, But they didn't allow the division of them to divide their parenting, if that makes sense. So, like... They talk to each other with respect. That's what I would say. Because I've heard that sometimes that doesn't always go over well. But they did make it a point to be respectful. Um, What else did I want to tell y'all? Oh, yeah. So just like this feeling of loneliness as it relates to like my brother and sister. My sister was five at the time and my brother was six. So I was like, they don't really understand what's going on and this, that, and a third Um, so, like, I felt that was, like, on my shoulders, and now that I think about it, they may have, like, I may have known my daddy longer than them as it relates to being in a two-parent home. What I will tell you is that, like, there was a lot of verbal abuse going on, right? I remember they were arguing, this was before the divorce, they were arguing, and me as my, I was, I might have been, like, six, seven, or eight, who knows? They were arguing in the hallway. And I took out a Candyland game. From like the hallway closet. And I was like. Guys it's like a Candyland game. Me and my kitty self. Just trying to like calm them down. You know. Um, but what I will say. Like if you are. A product of a divorce. Or like your parents got a divorce. It's not your fault. Like. Like. Literally, it had nothing to do with you, Um, hopefully. I mean, as a kid, I don't think we see the whole picture, you know? Because it's easy for us to just blame ourselves and keep it going, but no. Like, that has something to do with your parents. You did not marry them, you know? You did not divorce them. You did not do something wrong to cause them to dislike somebody else, you know? So just remember that um I will say like I'm glad because they still had that like friendship type of relationship that has given me hope to get married because I know some people who've been through a divorce they don't want to get married um because of it and like my boyfriend now will probably get married guys I'm so excited about that but um He also um, experienced a divorce, but it was later on in his life. So him just being able to grow up with like two parents and that, like honestly, he compares it to how I grew up um, because his dad had drinking issues or whatever. And my dad had drinking issues and his dad would always work and wouldn't really be there. Now my dad was pretty active in our lives, right? He was active to a point, like, even when the divorce happened, he would be, like, asking questions, like, what you do? What? 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 What happened? I'm like, Daddy, chill. I'm not going to tell you all my juice, okay? Okay? Um, I remember when, like, we started living at Sandhurst. That's where we lived. And um, he would be like, um, let me know if, like, a guy comes over. I'm like, oh, so now I'm a spy now. What? Like that, like just being in the middle of that, you know? So like my mom had a computer and then her friend at work who ends up becoming her new husband, right? Like later on, um, he like comes that morning to like help fix her computer or whatever. Literally, that's what he came to do. And then, like, I don't know if I told my dad, like, hey, a guy did come over. But, like, it wasn't even like that, you know? So, it's like, what is really going on? Um, yeah. I mean, it was definitely rough sometimes. Especially when, oh my gosh. Okay, so, my dad had a job and at one point, I think he got laid off, right? and he was living at my grandma's house so then we would go visit him at my grandma's house now let me start off with some positive stuff so when I tell you we know how to dance we love to line dance we used to dance to wobble um cubit shuffle and what else um soldier boy superman and it would be great you know like it was pretty fun and I remember like when my dad would do the um cubit shuffle to the right to the right like he would like spin his arm really fast and even when I like play that song now I think about those like happy moments in my childhood with me and my dad like and my brother and sister I can't leave them out um just dancing um but anyway he made a comment one time, he was like, I'm just gonna stay unemployed for my children. And in my head, I'm like, I want you to get a job, sir. You know, like, we only see you once a week. So it's not about for, (laughs) for my children, let me stay unemployed. Yeah, no. And actually, I remember as a kid, like, I would have to do his unemployment for him, actually, like, because my mom had a computer and then my dad would call me to, like, do it. And I think that's why I can't stand doing it now, like, for other people, because it was very tedious. So, like, I would read the questions, he would tell me yes or no. And, like, on one specific question, I was, like, a little weirded out about saying yes to, it said, are you, like, looking for work actively? I never saw my dad looking in a newspaper for a new job. So I didn't know if he was doing that. But, you know, as a kid, you obey your parents and you do what they tell you to do, right? So helped him out with, with his unemployment, which was good. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was definitely some, like, rough times. Like, even as it relates to being with a single parent mom, we didn't go to the mall as much. We didn't go out as much. Um, She ended up getting two jobs um, just to make sure like we had enough. Um, She told me, she was like, Kamina, I'm gonna try to get a house. And if I don't get a house, I'm gonna give you $20 each month. She worked so, so hard and we finally moved in a house. And I was like, wow, and I love that house so much. I remember in sixth grade just bragging about it and in school just dreaming about the house, right? And it's actually the house that she lives in now. Um, It was like more spacious. You could like walk around. And I remember going to the house the first time and it was so big. Like, I mean, honestly, it's not too, too big, y'all. But this is a house that compared to, like, a three-bedroom small apartment, is big, right? So, I'm just like, whoa, I'm so excited, you know? So, like, she works with, I forgot who the realtor was, and then she, like, rents the house. And then eventually she, like, works on buying the house. So, I know those were, like, like, amazing things that my mom did, um at that time, since I'm eight and right now, I mean, since they divorced and I was eight and right now I'm like 23, let's see here, um, 23 minus eight, takes me a minute to do math sometimes, okay, 23 minus three is 20. 20 minus 5 is 15. So 15 years since they've divorced. Wow, that's like over a decade. <laughs> and I really can't see my parents getting back together. One, because my mom has gotten remarried. Um, two, because I don't think it was healthy, you know? Like, what? I don't want y'all to start yelling and stuff. Ain't nobody got time for that. I will say that I'm pretty sure my dad is still in love with my mom. Because he used to talk about her all the time. Like growing up. I'm like, okay. Okay. This is awkward. But yeah. I mean, what I will say is that like our dad really loves us. However, like alcoholism... Can affect that love or affect how it's shown I will say that um and I think alcoholism can blind you like and what's crazy is like like that's like a generational curse in my family that's a whole nother story just alcoholism my experiences with that but literally his dad was an alcoholic I don't know about his grandpa but on my mama's side Her mother was an alcoholic, her grandmother was an alcoholic, so it kind of trailed down, but I'm so thankful to my mom that she did not keep that going. She broke it, you know, because she knows that if she succumbs to a lot of alcohol, it could lead to alcoholism, and I mean, studies have even shown, like, how genetic some things can be, um, but yeah. Yeah. What I will say that was confusing, they would be like, my mom is a single parent, but I'm like, we would still see our daddy. But, like, my mom was a single parent most of the week, right? So that's probably why they said that. And I know our church helped out a lot. In second grade is when I started going to Christ's Resurrection Church. And that was, like, a cool experience, I think that's where I started becoming more of like a brainiac, like wanting to learn stuff, do a whole bunch of worksheets. That's where I developed my love for children. So I remember being in middle school and helping out in the nursery and just having so much fun with the kids. Right. Um, And it's so crazy. Like the kids that I worked with in middle school, they are like now in like middle and high school. And I'm like, oh, my God. I remember when you were a little kid, you know, when you were like three feet. So it's just amazing to see just the growth, you know, Um, and I'm thankful that um, they helped us out with a lot of stuff. Um, And I'm just thankful that I got like a stronger relationship with God because I will say I think that helped me as, um, I was going through the divorce and different things, you know? Um, I remember I got saved at eight years old on a football field. I just looked up to the sky and I confessed to God, you know? Like, I believe Jesus died for our sins. I know that you're my God. I don't know exactly what I said, but I basically said, like, the salvation prayer or whatever. And I even felt different, like, a weight kind of, like, lifted. Um, And throughout that time and even now, I'm just growing in God. Um, So some of the crafts we used to do, for me, they would always be about, like, Jesus or God. And this one volunteer, she was like, you know, you can do something else, right? Right. And that kind of discouraged me, honestly. Like, why can't I put Jesus everywhere? I love him, and he loves me. But anyway, at that time, I was like, okay, I'll do something else. That's where I learned how to knit. And oh my gosh, y'all. I've been knitting this one scarf for pretty much 10 years now now that I think about it. And I haven't finished it. I need to look on YouTube on how to, like, close out the scarf. Um... But, yeah, I started that a long, long time ago. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much my story so far. Um, I'll have another testimony next Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. Um, bye!